0: have a roofing project whether you're doing a small repair or a full job the Home Depot has all the quality GAF roofing products needed to get the job done save up to 10% with bulk pricing on full pallets of shingles and complete the job quickly with the full assortment of roofing accessories all the GAF products you need available at the Home Depot GAF we protect what matters most
1: Welcome to the Jorjur Brothers podcast. You are listening to a pre-recorded version of our show, Sans Sports, a daily debate show about sports. And I'm your co-host, Sammy Jourjour, And I'm George Jourjour, and we're coming at you recorded and direct from the Sons Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Also, do not forget to tune in to our live Facebook show, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. and 4 p.m. Pacific time. You can tune in at Facebook.com sont live and i'm glad to be here in seattle but stay cool america but first please enjoy our intro music by jacob west we know why i know
0: you know we know why you feeling my baseline feeling my feeling my baseline you
1: feeling my baseline you feeling you feelin my baseline good afternoon and welcome into Sant live you are watching that being said with george And Sammy George. This is episode three hundred and eighty-four. Happy first day of spring. Happy International Happiness Day. International Day of Happiness. And Happy Tuesday got a special episode coming up today, but I'll tell you about that in a second. I'm your co-host, Sammy Georgiou. And I'm George Georgiou, and we're coming at you live and direct from the Sound
2: Live studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today. Whether that be on Facebook.com slash Sound person, our Periscope, Sound Live, or YouTube.com slash Sports. This is Sports Radio Redefined.
1: Wow! Yeah, I thought I'd switch it up for you. Just took it well, from you, me. Well,
2: you took it from me yesterday because we usually try to say it together. You took it from me
1: yesterday, so I thought I'd take I didn't it from you. from me either. yesterday. I said it when we're supposed to say it, and you didn't say it, so I'm I not taking it from you. Um, happy Tuesday! Um, it's an exciting day. You know, we're gonna do a little bit of a special episode today. I think everyone's gonna like this. Um, we are ESPN came out with ESPN's Dominant 20 today, which is their top. 20 dominant athletes of the last two decades. And so because today's a little slower in sports, we're going to talk about a couple things for about a, um, a couple things about today in sports for about five to 10 minutes, a.k.a. LeBron in in the Cavs last night, Kevin Love, etc. Trey Young declared, Richard Sherman. We'll talk about a couple things for about five to 10 minutes. And then we're going to have about a 45 minute to an hour show about ESPN's Dominant 20 list, and there's a lot of shockers on it, which is really fun uh, to kind of go through. And we obviously know between me, George, and all the people listening, whether it's on podcasts, whether it's on uh, here on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, wherever you're watching, I know a lot of people are probably going to have some differences when it comes to who should be on these different parts of the list. Um, All right. But... Before we get to that, I'm going to read a couple comments, All right. make an announcement or two or whatever about where to follow us, and then we're going to do Today in Sports, which is those little topics, and we'll get into ESPN's Dominant 20. Sounds good to me. Uh, Dane said, follow the podcast, try to write a review, but it wouldn't let me. That's unfortunate. No, I don't that's know. Weird. That's weird. Um, he said, we'll do tonight. Keep up the great work. Having viewers able to comment in and that interaction is unlike any other sports radio show. The redefining sports radio as we know it. Yes, sir. I love it. Thank you. And Dana, this was a gift from Dane. Winners never quit. Quitters never win. It's right here behind me, every single day. Uh, Sammy said, "Come on, start already. I can't wait. I only have a short break. Need my sports fix." What is up, Sammy? What's up, Sammy? And uh, Dane said, "You got to say it at the same time." Shaking my head. That that was George's fault. How is Peyton ahead of Tom Brady, and how is Serena third on the list when it comes, when it comes to women? Shaking my head. And this is why we're doing ESPN's Dominant Twenty as a pretty much a special podcast because. I already, the minute I found out Tom Brady was behind Peyton Manning, I was like, we need to do this as a show, especially today. We have NCAA stuff coming up in the next few days. Mm-hmm. Really, all there is to talk about is, which we'll get to right now, last night, uh, Kevin Love came back. Cavs looked pretty good without Tyron Lue, which I felt like I felt like was bound to happen. Uh, Cavs win their first game without Tyron Lue, just to make the narrative of, see, he doesn't even coach the team. I knew that was going to happen. But the Cavs looked pretty good. LeBron, I think, became the third oldest, right, to have a 40-point triple-double in NBA history. Um, And it was just an all-around great game for the Cavs. It was nationally televised, which is why it really became a little bit of a talking point today. Um, But LeBron, again, has 40 points, I think 13 rebounds, 12 assists. Kevin Love looked good in his first game back. And uh, what could have been a little bit of a trap game with no head coach, Kevin Love's first game back against – Giannis and the Bucks. Um, Cleveland came out well and won that game. I have two things for you. One, Giannis did come out after the game and say that was the easiest forty points anyone's ever scored on me. Not really sure what I could else I could do. And that brings me to my question, George. First of all, what do you think of the game? And secondly, we haven't had a George's Cavs worry meter in about two weeks, so I want to know That's true. what is your worry meter at for the Cavs making the finals?
2: Uh, still at about a one. One out of five. Um, I'm not too worried about it. As as I've said before, this NBA Finals has kind of been etched in stone before last season, before this season. It's going to be the Cavaliers and Warriors. I have not wavered from that much. I've said that I've been worried about the Cavaliers at certain times. But in general, I just see a Cavs and Warriors NBA Finals. And for all those people saying... You know, oh, but their head coach might be out. Well, let's just take a deep breath, Sammy. Who do you think is a better head coach, Steve Kerr or Tyron Liu? Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr was out all the way until the NBA Finals game, what, five last year?
1: Yeah. But that team is also remarkably uh Right. Talented. <laughs> but, I
2: mean, there's not going to be running a different system than Tyron Liu already runs. So I'm not worried about the whole Tyron Liu narrative. Some people say he doesn't even coach the team, which is, you know, just, it's not true. He does coach a team in general, um, yeah, I I still like the Cavaliers to make it. And what I thought about the game last night, I don't take away much from that game last night. What I told Sammy today was I kind of expected a game like that from LeBron James. LeBron James picks and chooses his spots and went to really make a statement. Everyone has been saying, oh, the Greek freak, the Greek freak. He's the next LeBron. Oh, he's the next MVP. LeBron just wants to remind people I'm still here. I'm still the best player in the world. And he went out and showed it last night and made a point, uh, on, in my opinion, on purpose to show that he can still be as dominant as he's ever been. And that's the crazy thing about it. And I mean, you know, I'm probably not going to be talking too much about the game, but it's going to be a good segue to the list of, you know, the most dominant athletes of the top 20 years. And you can easily say, I haven't seen the complete list yet, that LeBron James, in my opinion, is at least, at least top three most dominant athletes in the last 20 years and i i'd put him at number two
1: yeah um i i don't think it's just about lebron picking and choosing his spots which i think he can do and because if he was to go all out every single game right now at his age it would be somewhere and tear on him mm-hmm. and this is why he's able to pick and choose a lot of spots but He's picking chosen a lot of spots with Kevin Love out this year as well, mm-hmm. and it hasn't resulted in the same amount of points, rebounds, or assists. Um I think Kevin the thing I took away from last night, which is not much, like you know, because obviously it is a regular season game. But it, it i I think if anyone thinks it doesn't make a huge difference that Kevin Love's back, then you're thinking crazy because Kevin Love is a multiple time All-Star. Absolutely. They're missing Tristan Thompson and Larry Nance. So they were on their third string big man and Ante Zizic, however you say his name. Mm-hmm. So this isn't just about LeBron James picking and choosing a spot. This is also about Kevin Love coming back in the game. And I I mean last night I think ESPN had a little little section of their show on SportsCenter showing all the different plays where LeBron did some different things with Kevin Love on the court because Luckily with the Kevin love on the court, he's a big man that also pulls big men out of the paint. Right. And it just shows that Kevin love really does take Cleveland to another step, which just reduces my worry of them not coming out of the East. I think they'll come out of the East regardless now. Um, just cause really do I trust Toronto yet? No. And is Boston ready yet? I don't think so. I think Boston will probably be the dominant team in the East in the next year or two, but this year they're not ready. Um, At the end of the day, it looks like we're going to have the same story that we thought from the beginning of the year. Cleveland, Golden State. Obviously, this year for both of them, there is a little more competition in their conferences with Houston, with Toronto and Boston. But all in all, who's going to stop the four-headed monster of the Warriors? Probably nobody if they're healthy. And who's going to stop LeBron James with the assistance of of Kevin Love in the East if they're all healthy? Probably no one. So that's where it is. And I think Kevin Love... I just think when people keep trying – a lot of people are trying to say this narrative that, well, it's not a big deal. You know, it's Kevin Love's back, but LeBron's picking and choosing his spots. Well, it, it does make a huge difference that Kevin Love, a multiple, multiple-time All-Star, is back in the lineup. Because it, it does help LeBron have some relief on, on other parts of the court.
2: Yeah. I mean, that's also part of it. I mean, you can't take you can't take away anything from Kevin Love. But, I mean, you know, LeBron James did seem like he had a little bit of extra something last night that he was – I wouldn't say bottling up, but he did look like he was trying to make a point at the
1: same time. But, yeah, Kevin Love definitely has a factor to play in it. Yeah, 12 out of the 20 games that Kevin Love was out, Cleveland didn't have another scorer on the court that Mm -hmm. scored over 20 points. So it makes a huge difference for LeBron to have his multiple-time all-star with him. Um, We have Baker Mayfield. I want to talk about him for a second because I have two Oklahoma guys to talk about, obviously Trey Young and Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, if scouts already didn't have enough – some kind of concerns, whatever, right? Right. He came out with, he's coming out with a documentary leading up to draft day, almost like a Tom versus Time, right? Leading up to something, coming out with a multiple part online documentary. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is something that maybe a scout would actually sit down and watch just to get a little more insight on like what kind of guy is Baker? Or do you think Baker is maybe releasing this in a way of being like, okay, I'm going to push a very positive narrative and get this out there and hopefully. You know, people will start to forget a little bit about my off field and on field antics by showing that really I am a, you know, good guy, which I sure, I'm sure he is. I'm sure he's a fine guy. But could a documentary be a positive for him or do you think it is almost maybe a negative for some scouts? Like, why is he already worried about making like self proclaimed documentaries? Well,
2: I mean, here's a question. You said, uh, are these scouts going to watch it? Do you know, is it going to be released pre draft, post draft? That's the first question I would ask. I'd ask. Now, the second thing is, yeah, it's going to be a concern. Um, look, this is really not the time to be filming documentaries while you're trying to get drafted, while you're trying to do a job interview, while you're trying to, you know, get a team to commit to you.
1: I have mm, everything's already filmed.
2: Like a lot of these pros have camera crews. I
1: don't think that's taken away much from this I, time. I
2: think it. I think it is taking a little bit away of time because you know what? Most of these football teams, you know what they do not like. They don't like distractions. Uh, that's why teams don't like to be on hard knocks for the most part. That's why teams try to avoid the media as much as possible w- within practice. Uh, Baker Mayfield, um, he seems like to be a very charismatic guy and a little bit different. He's not. I mean, he thinks he's the hottest shot in the room. I kind of like that in general for my quarterback. I like a, a confidence but some, some people might be put off by it. I think it really depends on a team, like, uh, like the New York Jets, for example. There was a report today that the New York Jets are looking at Baker Mayfield with that number three pick, and this is because a lot of people are assuming Darnold's going one, Rosen's going two, and then Baker Mayfield might go third. I think a team like the New York Jets, who seem like they want to make a splash, make a lot of noise, and they've gone after, that ownership group has gone after the loud people, the Rex Ryans. It's the same ownership group. I think a team like that wouldn't be put off by the documentary. Rather, I think it you know just enhance their brand. So it really depends on the team. New England, obviously they're not looking for Baker Mayfield, but a team like New England, this would turn them off. A team like the New York Jets, this might turn them on. I
1: don't know. If Baker Mayfield became like that guy that for some reason drops to like the 30th pick in the draft, Mm -hmm. it wouldn't blow my mind if the Patriots took him with like the last pick in the first round.
2: No, no. I'm not saying that the Patriots wouldn't take him. I'm saying the Patriots aren't a team that really appreciates that type of noise.
1: See, that's where I would disagree a little bit. I think they're a team that would take – I think they would almost – depends on who the person is if they care or they don't like if Tom Brady releases a documentary I don't think they really care if Tom Brady right. releases a documentary I think if they have a player like a LeGarrette Blunt a running back spending a lot of time working on a documentary they might be like all right dude like stay be- stay away from the behind the scenes stuff so I think it really depends for the- a team like the Patriots I think it would just depend on the person yeah. because well, he's not going to fall to the Patriots anyway so let's you never you never know you honestly, the you Patriots never
2: know. don't even have a first-round pick. I don't believe. Okay, but you so. never
1: know. There have been players that think they're going to go mm-hmm. top ten and drop to a second round. There are players who think they're going to be a top quarterback taken and, and drop to the fifteenth to the twentieth. Right. Pick. So right, yeah. I mean, you never know because there are a lot of quarterbacks in this draft, and not every team needs a quarterback. There's actually, this is one of the years that I feel like. There's a lot of less teams looking for quarterbacks for once. Yeah I, can, you know? uh, yeah, I do agree with that. There's only like a handful of teams nowadays that are looking well, for a quarterback.
2: Actually, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to disagree with you because I can name them out. There's a bunch of teams that are looking for quarterbacks. They're not necessarily starting quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, but that's – okay, That's that's not even a – that's well, yeah, every single year. A lot of
2: teams need a backup. quarterback.
1: Okay, okay, but every man. single year, every team needs a backup quarterback. Okay. So I mean, that's different than when teams well, are looking for quarterbacks. I mean, in the, in the first
2: round, we're going to have probably Baker Mayfield, Josh Rosen, Josh, Josh Rosen, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, and uh, Mason Rudolph. That's five. I said that's, a handful. That, yeah, but how? Okay, go to the last three drafts. When
1: was the last time five quarterbacks got drafted in the first round? Yeah, but but that doesn't mean a lot of teams need quarterbacks. There's a lot of teams that might need backup quarterbacks, but that's different. That's almost every single year there are over five, six, seven quarterbacks drafted in a draft Right, because people do need to pick quarterbacks, find quarterbacks to develop, et cetera, et cetera. But not every single year is going to be a year. Um, Not every single year there's only – I mean, there's a solid – we went through the list, I think, two weeks ago. There's a solid like 20 to 22 teams, I think, in the NFL that have their – Kind of their starter already in place, which is more than usual. Yeah, I mean, I just think like this year, I I mean
2: we have about five teams in the first round looking for a court probably going to be drafting a quarterback in the first round. That that's a lot of, that's more than usual.
1: Yes and no. I mean, there, there's a lot of quarterbacks taking a lot of years. I mean, you look at uh, I mean even RG3 Andrew Luck here. I mean that's that's. Right there, you already you go boom, boom. Quarterbacks teams are always taking quarterbacks when they're available. So you got to remember too, if there aren't good quarterback prospects, mm-hmm. people don't draft quarterbacks early. When there's right. a lot of good quarterback prospects coming out, what happens? Yeah, a lot they, of quarterbacks can, go. Yeah, you have drafts where it's this guy, this guy, this guy in the first top five picks. You know, yeah. There's, there's quarterbacks where there is the uh, there is you know when Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf, the you have um. When just every single year that there's if there's a couple good quarterbacks in the draft, they're gonna go early, right? So it really also depends on who the quarterbacks are coming out. Um, Trey Young decided to declare for the NBA draft. Do you think that's a good choice or not?
2: Um,
1: I don't know. I have no idea
2: actually. I don't like. I don't know if he's all hype or if there's any substance behind it. I really. I, I mean, I'm no. I'm not gonna fall into that trap, but a lot of teams might i how good is he really right i mean do we know was he a top five top 10 prospect going into this year or was it just because he got hot some at some one point of the season
1: it's a good question i'm
2: I'm not sure of really his background like did his stock was he a not even on the radar of a first round event this year he became a first round pick and then yeah, it's a great, great move because he did look bad at the end of the year, and maybe his draft stock could fall farther, and people start
1: getting scared off by him. I guess it's a good
2: move, but I don't really
1: know. I just don't think he's NBA ready. He is the first player I think in college history to average the mo- to lead the nation in points and assist. Yeah, which is pretty pretty remarkable. Pretty, pretty big deal, right? right? But he did drop off at the end of the year, so I'm uh, I'm obviously gonna hesitate a little bit on him just because he doesn't have like an NBA body. He I think he also led the Nation in turnovers. Right. And so, like, that's not yeah. going to translate well to the NBA right away. He's not all of a sudden going to be not throwing turnovers in the NBA. So, it's going to be interesting to see what this guy does. Yeah. But, but
2: I mean, he might also not be asked to do so much in the NBA as he did in Oklahoma, just be a spot up shooter for a th- few years as he gets better in making decisions. It depends. If he gets drafted like 18th and 19th, like let's say he falls all the way down, I don't know who'd be the 19th pick, but let's just say Utah was the 19th pick, right? That's a Mm -hmm. great fit. He's not going to be asked to go in there and become a 20 point per game scorer. But if he gets drafted like fourth or fifth and goes to Orlando where they ask him to, you know, shoot the ball 20 times a game, I could
1: see him having a bad career. That's true. Yeah. Uh, I mean,. Yeah, it just it it. Depends. It depends. If yeah. he drops somewhere where they're really like, hey, you're, we're going to work you in the system, it's going to be fine. Yeah. But I agree. If he's drafted to Phoenix. Or like tries, Sacramento. Yeah, if he, or like Phoenix. He's like sitting there with Devin Booker, and they're like, the next Splash Bros. And they're yeah. forcing him to try to just jack up threes. It's going to be a questionable. Uh, oh, or
2: or it just becomes really good. <laughs> <too. yeah. laughs> I mean, you never know. But no, I, in general, I think like a team like Utah, he'd be perfect. They probably wouldn't ask him to play more than 22 minutes a game.
1: That's true. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking back to what you said, though, a few minutes ago before we... I think we're pretty much ready to move on to the Dom. We'll have a half an hour here on the Dominant 20. We'll start at around 2.30 here. Do you actually think five quarterbacks are going to go in the first round? Yeah, I think think
2: really five quarterbacks are going
1: to go in the first round. I don't know. It's usually about... It's, the average is four, three or four. Actually, yeah. the average is four. So I was actually not too far off that it's not shocking. I mean, last year we had three. The year before we had three. The year before that we had two. But then we had three, four, four, four. So five would be a lot of quarterbacks that get in the first round. Um, yeah, but I don't, it's not going to happen. I mean, like, a guy like Andy Dalton is not. Is, was an early second round, right? That's where like, a Rudolph will probably fall. Probably gonna I, think, to f- I think Rudolph is going to go in the first round. Let's, what, let's look at the mock draft. Yeah. Mock Draft 2018. Who's a who's a reputable guy, though?
2: Uh, Mel Kiper, I guess.
1: <laughs> I He's the most reputable. Who's going to go to the first round? Whatever. Right here. 2018. Right? Who is this? It's, I don't know. CBS. Okay. That, that's reputable. Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Josh Rosen. Okay. There's three. All right. That would be the top three picks. Baker Mayfield. Mm-hmm. And let's see if they got any more. Okay. <laughs> This guy has – and Patriots do have a first-round pick. 30 they first. do. Yeah.
2: Oh, that's right. They traded for the second-round pick. So they have the late first and early second.
1: Yes. Yeah. This guy has has a fifth quarterback going at the 28th pick. Is, but it, I think is, is it Tulsa's quarterback? No, it's Lamar Jackson to the Steelers. So okay. Lamar Jackson is, I don't think, getting drafted in the first round either.
2: If if a team takes uh, Todd
1: McShay as Dean
2: – Dane said is also reputable. If Lamar Jackson goes into first round, there could be six quarterbacks and the quarterback. Uh, I mean, I don't know anything about him, but I heard about it today on from Tulsa. Uh, that could be
1: really, really uh, good as well. I don't know where he's projected. Look, Mason Rudolph here is projected in the 45th to 50th range. All right. Um, I, Cause I think Mason Rudolph is not seen as a guy that's coming into like, he's not a Deshaun Watson. You, like, Here's the thing. This is kind of to my point of what I was trying to say earlier. Remember, I was talking about the Andrew Luck draft, right? Like, for example, that draft, four quarterbacks win. And if you hear the names, there's kind of a reason, right? Mm -hmm. It was Andrew Luck, Robert Griffin, Tannehill, and Brandon Whedon. Because those were the guys in college that probably stood out the most. Right. Um, And that's kind of, I feel like, how the league goes every year. When there is like those, it just depends on the year of college, you know, more than it is the the need of the NFL. if Can you, you, know you explain what I'm to me something?
2: Hmm. Well, ESPN. Why is it a good idea to make Todd McShay an insider, and you can't even see his mock draft without paying for it? Like, why is that a good idea? Like, do it, I mean? Okay, cool. There's some things I'd like to be an insider for, but like, okay, what Todd McShay is predicting
1: for the draft? I'll just go find
2: a different mock draft.
1: Yeah, I'd rather not pay money per month to see what he has to yeah. say about his draft, but. Anywho, I'm assuming four quarterbacks are going to go in the first round. Mason Rudolph's not a first-rounder. And this is where I'm saying don't be shocked if a Josh Allen or a Baker Mayfield drop pretty far because it all depends who goes in those first couple picks. If the Giants don't take a quarterback, things are going to start moving backwards for the quarterbacks.
2: Yeah, I mean, here's teams that are probably going to take a quarterback at some point of the draft.
1: The no, let's talk about early because that's where we're talking about first rounders because ev- I mean every year there's about 10 to 13 dra- drafted quarterbacks. Okay, let's say first two
2: rounds. Okay, so yeah. who, who needs a quarterback now? Denver is probably going to need to go get a quarterback. Case they, they've signed Case Keenum to a minimum through quick deal. Yeah, but they're not
1: they're, picking up like Baker Mayfield unless he's there. Like they're, they're not.
2: They're looking for a quarterback. i probably not early in the draft, but they're going to go. They're not going to let a quarterback go past. See, the See, we're second talking round. about
1: a different conversation then. Like I'm talking about teams that are going like like the Broncos like are last looking year, for the quarterback like, of the future. <laughs> like last year, the Texans yeah. went for a quarterback. Kansas the Bears City went. Kansas City went for a backup, and now he turned the starter. Yeah, I mean, well, if Alex and that's what won, I think but if Alex Smith won the playoff game he would probably but, stay but he's a first round pick that's what Denver's trying to do like they're going to
2: go find some guy to, re- to that they know is going to be their future Alex Smith wasn't the future in Kansas City they knew that
1: Mm, if no, he went further in the playoffs, he probably he wasn't the
2: future. He was the now, and he, they could have been the now could have been two years. But they, you think they take a first round pick on on uh, Mahomes, thinking, oh yeah, we're just gonna keep see. But if we're talking two
1: three years, then yeah, the little, Patriots do that. You know they what? drafted Garoppolo. Yeah, that's and, every single team, every single year, drafts yes, backups. But, all right, well, I was I'll, talking like. Who actually needs quarterbacks? It's like a, it's a less th- like who doesn't have a starter this year is a remarkable less number than usual.
2: I don't I I don't see that. Buffalo doesn't have a quarterback, Arizona doesn't have a quarterback, Cleveland doesn't have a quarterback, Denver. Okay, they they have a quarterback. Case you, Keenum, they think Case Keenum got cut by the Rams. Case Keenum is not they, for they sure they paid him. That's their starting quarterback. All right. Jets don't have a quarterback. Dolphins don't know about Tannehill's health. I mean, that's six teams right okay. there. And usually there's a lot
1: more than six teams is what I'm, I'm saying that don't have at least a legitimate quarterback. All right. and, and the Jets were remarkably decent with Josh McCown last year, and they signed Teddy Bridgewater. So if they happen to not fall to a quarterback mm-hmm. that they like, they do have a starter this year in either Bridgewater or McCown. Fair I'm enough. talking about like last year Cleveland situation as always, right? Right. That's not that many teams have that anymore.
2: Yeah, I mean, they did like draft five a years ago in the second round. They thought they had a quarterback, too, and they just didn't end Kaiser. up having Okay, They, they the... used a the second-round pick and started him as a rookie.
1: Yeah, that they, they thought, thought, but they didn't have him. Yeah. So my, that's my point is a lot of teams have their guy this year that they think is their starting quarterback. So if Denver goes ahead and takes a quarterback in
2: the first round, do you really think they believe in Case Keenum, or do you just use Who's it as time a stock about belief? You're well, just... well, no, because
1: that's part of a thing. Like this You're building for the future. <laughs> this is such a stupid conversation. Well, I'm just, <laughs> saying... I'm just talking about teams. Most teams have a starter in the NFL right now yeah. compared to usual I mean you look at let's go division by division then Cowboys have a starter Eli Manning's the starter for the Giants Eagles have a starter or mm-hmm. if not two Redskins have a starter the Bills don't this is the only division really Bills don't Dolphins do Tannehill's gonna be their star most likely right. Patriots do Jets are half and half right Bears have their quarterback Lions have their quarterback yeah. Vikings have their quarterback Packers have their quarterback Ravens have their quarterback, Bengals do. Flacco
2: was horrible last year. They're going to go draft a quarterback to replace him. But who's He's their starter next year? Flacco's their starter next okay, year. Yeah. But, so, but I
1: get, so you're talking about every single year thing no, no. where every team What I'm back t- What
2: I'm talking about is teams that think that they have their quarterback and they're set at the quarterback position for years to come. We're talking about two different things.
1: I mean, still... Uh, years to come? No, because the Patriots aren't in that conversation. No, they—they're not. They're going to so go. That's in front. yeah. That's, I, that's why I was just trying to have a conversation with you, and you kept changing my words to make it into a different conversation. My point is, most teams in the NFL right now.
2: This is the have guy. A you're the starting quarterback. You're the guy who said that if I was the Browns, I'd take a quarterback with the first
1: and fourth pick. They're so. Because they valid. don't have a starting quarterback,
2: right? And even all right, yeah. It, this is I this, wait, this wait, conversation's. I know, is, I know. Like I know. Can we actually have the conversation without yeah. you just trying
1: to change it? Like, what did that have to do with this conversation? Because I'm saying I would love teams? if the Browns took two because they don't have a quarterback.
2: And the Broncos don't have a quarterback. You think Case Keenum's? No, a but quarterback? they have a
1: starter this year. Right. Like he's gonna start for the Broncos this year. Yes, but they're looking to replace him. Yeah, but Tom Brady needs a replacement in year or two like the, right Seahawks need a backup quarterback they might draft a quarterback in, the, in a later yeah, round. they're
2: not drafting a quarterback to become the quarterback of the future they're starting quarterback of the future that's my point how many teams are looking for their future starting quarterback
1: okay see but that's that's why would that be your point? If I was trying to have a conversation about something else, that's what I'm not getting. Like uh, I was just asking you a question about was your question. <laughs> I, you know what it is, but what, that there's how many teams have their starting like, quarterback. Okay, guess what? The Steelers are going to need to backup one day. So are the chargers. So are the Ravens. Right. So are the Patriots. So are, let's find some other teams, some older quarterbacks. Um, so are the saints. So are the Packers one day. Um, who else who has a so are the Giants. They're gonna need a quarterback in the next three years. There's a lot of teams so, that are gonna need quarterbacks in a right. two to five year stretch. But I was just saying, mm-hmm. all in the conversation I was just trying to have is compared to usual, which this is the truth, because there's a lot of teams that have two or three year old quarterbacks mm-hmm. right now. More than usual, every team has a starter at least ready for next year. Like the Giants are starting Manning, the whole NFC East has their starting quarterbacks. No. Right. Yeah, I
2: mean, but I bet you the
1: Redskins are looking for a quarterback because
2: they don't believe Alex Smith long-term. Okay. Yeah, I, th- th- I mean, we we're talking different yeah, let's things. Let's move on from this conversation, though,
1: All because, right. no, we're not talking. I mean, I asked the question, and you wanted to change it to a different conversation, so that has nothing to do with my question. But if we're talking about the future, I've told you a hundred times, yeah, of course. Like, every team needs a quarterback in the future, but what mm. does that have to do with what I was talking about?
2: Because you were looking at it different ways, and that's fine.
1: No, we're not looking at it. Different yes, ways. we are.
2: I, I'm looking at it a completely different way than you are. But you want me to look at it your way, and I don't want to look at it that way. I'm gonna look at it the way I think that teams think that they don't have. Like I think that the Broncos, for example, they do have, and I
1: think my mic like, didn't go up. It did or didn't. It? It did. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, no. Okay, well, now here we go. Now I'm good.
1: I think no, the we're Broncos. Not. So you see, this is not what we're talking no, about. No, no no, no, no. I agree with you. I That's know, and my I agree. whole point, but that wasn't the conversation that I asked All you. Right. I'm just saying we went from one conversation to another, so let's just move on. I don't need, I don't okay. need an explanation. Um, last but not least, actually, I lost it. Damn it! I had I had my thing. We didn't talk about Tiger Woods yesterday, and this would be a perfect transition point to our dominant 20 list. Tiger Woods, I said yesterday as our teaser. said tomorrow, George is going to tell you why Tiger Woods will win the Masters. Yep. So you want me to tell why? Yeah, uh, I do because I want him to. That was all, that you told me you were going to talk about it on the show, and that's all you got is because I want him to. <laughs> yeah, I mean I don't got much there.
2: What? I don't know. I, I don't great right insight.
1: Yeah. All right. So that's George's. Uh, that was my teaser for today. Was well, George going to tell you why Tiger was going to miss win the Masters is because he wants him to. All right, we got some comments, um, and then we'll get into ESPN's Dominant Twenty. Omar said, I haven't seen the list, but from Dane's comments, it seems that ESPN has it all wrong. ESPN blew it on their top 20 LOLs. So what Dane said, he said, Nevada going to the Elite Eight? No.
2: I don't know. And by the way, if you can fix the Instagram, it is on a black screen whenever you can. Uh,
1: Nevada going
2: to the Elite Eight, George? Uh, no, Nevada is not. They're playing Kentucky, correct? Uh,
1: no, they're playing Loyola, Chicago. Oh, yeah. Nevada's going to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I think Loyola Chicago's time's up because if you remember, if you look at it, Nevada is a seven seed. I mean, that's a bigger seed than the Kansas State who's still in it. Right. I mean, it's a, that's a better seed than Syracuse. Uh, Nevada was meant uh, to be a team in the tournament.
2: Yeah, they're an at-large team. It's not. They're not like a, They're not just a sh- shill in. like they didn't just throw them into the tournament.
1: Yeah, uh, Joseph Schellheimer said nobody is drafting a backup in the first round. I agree with that. Unless no, it no. was a Kansas City type of situation where they knew. They obviously knew they were trading Alex Smith the next season. Yes.
2: I, when I say they're drafting a backup, like a backup to groom into their starter.
1: Yeah. And that was my whole conversation, That I'm just saying, other than that, everybody has a starter for next year more than usual. Um, Aaron said, where are the Nick Foles trade rumors? Question mark. I Well, the president of the Eagles said they wouldn't trade him unless they got like a real Serious deal, like yeah. a second rounder or first rounder, um, which I don't think they're going to get for him.
2: No, because he's not
1: that good. Well, because teams know he's for he's like a case him You got to put him around the right system. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he's not going to take your team to like. He's not going to be like, oh, my team's a five win team. Now we're a ten win team because right. we have Nick Foles. Um, he has to be in the right system. Omar said Trey is nothing but hype. I see Robert Gray from UH as a better guard. But you're also from Houston, so that's probably why you seem as a better guard. But I think he is a little hype. Um, Omar said, I only see two or three going in the first round this year. I agree with three. I don't see, I I have a feeling either Allen or Mayfield, they're going to either, well, or they're going to go really late first round. Um, But they definitely don't see Mason Rudolph going in that first round. Yeah,
2: there's definitely going to be for sure at least four going in the first round.
1: Not for sure. I'd say for sure three. For, I mean, Allen. You've heard the weird thing with like the uh, Josh Allen, for example. Mm-hmm. We've heard like people say like he's going one to the Browns all the way to like nobody thinks he's ready for them. All end. right,
2: here's a question for you: If what would it, what kind of odds would you give me that guaranteed four? Wouldn't you put like what amount of money? You know, four is going in the first round minimum. There's like, there's no way less than four going in the first round, unless Baker there Mayfield a commits a murder sometime before the draft.
1: No, or if teams just—I mean, there's a certain point when you get to the draft, or if a team doesn't really need somebody, they, like a Josh Allen could fall out. Yeah, you he's never know—he's
2: not falling out first round. I—I I guarantee it. I'll—I put, put—that's <laughs> great. I don't—I I know, know. I, I guarantee I, everything. I, I put every dollar in my bank account that there will be at least four quarterbacks being drafted in the first. No, round. No, I could
1: see it. I'm just saying I think somebody will fall out like every year. Some—so there always are somebody that falls out that you don't expect um, in most drafts. Uh, Dane said, been on NFL live set, Bristol, with Tom McShay, Bruschi, and Schefter, and Kuiper. Oh, that's pretty cool. it's uh, a cool um, uh, team. said, Adam Schefter turned around and was like, you guys just missed the best set yet. We all cracked up and he just turned back around and went back to work. Mm-hmm. I, Adam Schefter seems like a cool guy, though. Yeah, he does. I feel like he just on his, he's on his phone while he's on TV the whole time, like getting text from people. Um, Dane said, because peop, some people are going to pay for it, George. That's why. Yeah, they that's are. That's true. But th- just put it for free and put some
2: ad space. I bet you get a lot of people on it. Um,
1: Yeah. Omar said Broncos will draft a quarterback in the first round. They will. I, I, I agree. It. But, okay, so he sees what I'm saying too. He said Broncos and Browns both have a legitimate QB to start, but will draft a QB in the first round. Yeah. So, to my point, that's where I was like – uh There's more teams than usual that have a legitimate starter for this year, regardless if they're going to draft backups or not. But but do you
2: consider – what do you consider a legitimate starter? Tyrod
1: Taylor went to the playoffs last year. He's a legitimate starter for Uh, Browns this year. I don't consider him a legitimate starter. Okay, then uh, – I mean, I I consider him a stopgap. But that's a starter. A stopgap. Then Nick Foles isn't a legitimate starter. He's the way Super the NBA way player. I
2: look at a legitimate starter for me, I mean, we can all look at this different ways. The way I look at it is a legitimate starter is someone who you have as your starting quarterback and you're not looking to replace. Okay, forget right the word away.
1: legitimate. They're definitive starter for the year. That's like that's what he means. by they're like, you have somebody that you Taylor know, got benched for Peterman. You have somebody that you know is going to be the starting quarterback to start the year. To start the year, okay. That's what like the whole conversation. i was just trying to have is that more than usual, you have somebody that is there to start. Like regardless of who you draft, this person is 99 percent going to be the starter at least for the first week because it was set on the roster like that. Like usually the NFL, there's a lot of teams that don't even have that ready to go to start the year. But-
2: like like who like like last year, I, I can not name a team that. I mean, we always know who the starter is going to be. Usually, we know who it's going to be. It doesn't mean that they're happy with their starter.
1: Mm, not not always, actually. Like I'm just trying to find an like, example. Think about the years that when like RG three and Andrew Luck and uh, who else was in that draft. There was like three or four more quarterbacks that got drafted to be like the starter for a team. Happened. There's a lot of years where there's a team that has no quarterback, but now there's so many teams that even if you don't think they're the best quarterbacks in the world, that have a guy who they know is going to be the starting, like Marcus Mariota is the starter. Deshaun Watson is the starter. You have a lot of teams with young quarterbacks. Dak Prescott, Derek Cars. you know Mahomes is now the starter in Kansas City. You have a starter for the Redskins, the Giants, Mm. the Cowboys, the Eagles. I know, we can say that
2: that every single
1: year, and teams still go draft quarterbacks. Mm, I think it's a little different. All right, We have, uh, Dane said Nevada going all the way. I don't think he's going all the way. Omar says Tyrod Taylor is like Ryan Tannehill.
2: I, I don't know if that's an insult to Tannehill or not. <laughs>
1: no, that's about right. I think they're both t- starters. I think Tannehill's
2: immensely better than Tyrod Taylor. Immensely.
1: Yes. Yeah, I mean, there's no stats to back that up. Yeah, no, there's, they,
2: there's stats to back that up. Not really. From I mean, the year before, yeah, there is, but we don't need to get into it. But Tannehill played really well under Gase his first year before getting hurt. He had a really good year.
1: Aaron said, treat Foles like a business decision, not a football player. They need to sell high on him and capitalize on his value. Get something out of it, or he walks and signs a big big contract after next season. Tell me Bradford, tell me Bradford can get twenty million of Foles isn't worth a couple picks. Yeah, that's a great point. But but by the
2: way, I'm gonna give benefit of a doubt for one minute to Tyrod Taylor. Uh like I said, now Tannehill played under uh, Adam Gase that last year before getting hurt. And played really well. This is the first time Tyrod Taylor will have an offensive uh, head coach in Hugh Jackson. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt for a moment and see how he plays.
1: Yeah, I mean, no one. I don't think anyone's saying he's like a he's a star,
2: but he has a
1: starting spot.
2: And, and then they're going to probably use the first pick of a draft
1: to replace yeah, him. Yeah, but he has
2: a starting spot. Yeah, yeah, but that it's, we. I I understand your point,
1: but we just looking at it differently. Yeah, and. Uh, Omar said Keenum is better than both. He came out looking like Taylor. Yeah, and Keenum is better than both. That's why. I mean, like the Broncos have their starter for at least two years. The Broncos have their starter for a year. He's a stopgap as well. Yeah, I don't know. They signed him to three years, two years. Three
2: years, one guaranteed. Yeah,
1: I think he'll be the starter for two years.
2: Yeah, he possibly
1: could. Or he could be a starter for four games. So we have 15 minutes until 3 o'clock. All right. Should we go through the dominant twenty today, or should we wait till tomorrow?
2: Um, maybe go through it tomorrow, so that way I can review it, take a look at it, and I haven't reviewed it though. You kind just go for.
1: It, but we only have fifteen minutes. So I don't know if I want to go through the whole twenty in fifteen minutes. Alright, uh, up to you if you I don't want know. to, then let's not do it. I'm just concerned there's not enough time to go through the whole twenty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're I'm looking at it, not me. Like, uh, how how riled
2: up am I about to get?
1: Your, one of your favorite guys is below 15. What? Who? Mike Trout is ahead of Tom Brady. That's how... Oh, my! Fu- uh,
2: you're kidding me. No, Mike Trout, Trout is, is
1: a- above Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. Yeah, and so is Manny Pacquiao.
2: And Manny, Pac- Manny Pacquiao from the Philippines is more dominant than Tom Brady, who won. who's the best... Qu- okay, yeah. this,
1: this, let's do this. I'm not going to do this right now, okay, because there's know, 20 know. of them, remember. Tomorrow... We'll do no other news. I told you we shouldn't do news today because I knew it was going to last longer than 15 minutes. Tomorrow, we're going to have a full episode on ESPN's Dominant 20, where we just talk about the Dominant 20. And we'll see what happens. And then Thursday and Friday, we got March Madness back, which everyone always loves. Um, I'll give you a couple more things. Barkley doesn't work out at Penn State Pro Day. Yeah, I saw that today. Um, why for a guy that apparently at the, what at the combine had like the most ridiculous combine for like any running back in a long time. Right. Why would he not just work out in front of the scouts?
2: Cause I think his stock is so high that no matter what he does, like it can only go down. If he had the perfect combine, like what, what can he do to top it? Right. I mean, you can only like if you achieve perfection, hey, just stick with it. Maybe that's
1: why. That's true. But, you, he still did the combine and, like, had was, to do the same drills. I'm just saying that. I,
2: I'm not saying that's why. I'm mean, You said why he doesn't. That's the only reason I could think of. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of that, that move by him. Honestly, like, for me. I'm not a move of any of his shit. Like, Sam Darnold, like, I put him down on my list now because he didn't throw out the combine while other quarterbacks. like, just throw it.
1: Even if you have a bad combine, if, like. Do interview well on stuff. The teams have seen you actually in a game.
2: If you love football, throw the ball. Yeah, like, like not it, a big deal. It, it, if
1: somebody it, told me, like, hey, your draft, like, your draft is probably not going to move much. They just want to see you put up some jumpers in the gym. I'd be like, yeah, fuck you. Check out my jumper. Yeah, I wouldn't be like, no, I can't show them. Can't show them what my, my jumper looks like in a gym. Like, okay. Yeah, no, so, you, so
2: you agree with that.
1: Yeah I, yeah, I hate when players do not. Me too. I, I
2: hate it. I, I, what? Well, why though? I, it literally to me is like a big why, why, why. It makes absolutely no sense.
1: To be honest, not sure where this is to end. But <laughs> um, Dodgers, Justin Turner, luckily won't need surgery on his yeah. left wrist. But yesterday, the third baseman got hit in the left wrist and they, they were worried that it was going to be a badly broken hand brief. It was a non displaced fracture in his wrist when he was hit by a pitch. And I think I was telling you on the couch last night, I was like, Maybe they should just lessen the amount of spring training. Like it's okay if every team started off a little slower cuz not everyone's going to have if everyone doesn't have the reps like mm-hmm. in baseball especially man like it's a long season. You have time. It's not NFL where it's like okay, you lose your first two games, you're probably out of the playoff race.
2: Right. Um here's the thing with that. I think baseball gets too stuck in its own traditions and its own trajectory where it's like we are going to do spring training. We are going to do it this way because we've done it this way for so long. I don't know if it's really required anymore. I think, af- I mean, spring training used to be. There was a reason called spring training because a lot of these athletes used to come in out of shape after a long off season and come in and need to work themselves back into shape. Yeah, pitchers and catchers should report a little early, get some throws in, get back, you know, their arm motion back to throwing. But to play, I don't know how many spring training games do they play. I'm not sure to be exact, but it seems to be too many.
1: Yeah, like I feel like baseball should have started by now. Or or, or just, just started right now. Or, or like, just push it spring training up a little bit and just do it during spring.
2: Like it's really winter training if we really want to talk about it. I mean, spring was today. Why
1: don't they start today, have 15 days of spring training? Because today's the first day of spring. Yeah. And then start on like the first or the fifth. Like yeah, the no, future. I completely agree. All right. So tomorrow we're doing... The 20 most dominant athletes of this era, mm-hmm. right? Or of the last two decades. I'm gonna give you something just to just to just Please. for fun here, another twenty. All you right. ready really yep. quick? Yes, sir. This is gonna be this is gonna have to be fast. The dominant twenty, the teams that made the biggest impacts. Mm-hmm. So this is the dominant teams that make the biggest impacts on the sport. At twenty, we have the nineteen ninety nine two thousand Connecticut Huskies women college hoops. They led the nation in field goal percentage field goal defensive percentage and of course uh i believe also won their title that year and that team has been this dominant forever forever um i have not much to say about that 2007 2008 kansas jayhawks comes in at 19 they set the school record with 37 wins and it's remembered today mostly for mario Chalmers three-pointer to win um which to be honest that was one of the teams that i remember a lot like i remember that against memphis like yeah. for some reason there was something about that team in that game that i do remember a lot yeah i
0: don't
2: know why um but i also remember that game quite a bit
1: right i feel like it's one of the most famous ones 2006 2007 spurs uh they allowed 322 points in the nba finals against the Cavs, the fewest allowed in a final series in history wow um only, only thing with that team—they did beat a LeBron-led Cleveland team, but they beat a pretty bad Cleveland. I mean, yeah. that Cleveland team—they probably wouldn't have swept like a Detroit team if they faced Detroit in that finals. Probably but, not. Um, also, another huge dynasty. Seventeen was the 2015 New Zealand All Blacks, the rugby union. Mm-hmm. Um, have you read the All Blacks book? I have not. I do own it, so it is a very good book to read, just about like competition and and. You know, how to be part of a team. Um, They were the first rugby team to win back to back rugby world championships in 2015. Um, I think they're the most famous rugby team. team. Yeah. There's no other rugby team. I I can't name any other rugby team. But everyone knows what you're you're talking about when you talk about the All Blacks. Yeah. Even if you don't watch rugby. I don't watch rugby either. 2007, Boston Red Sox set an early postseason record by outscoring their opponents 99 to 46, the greatest run differential in postseason history. cool. Didn't know it was that big. 2004, New England Patriots. They won their first six games to extend their win streak to 21 games, including postseason since 2003, the longest streak in league history.
2: Fantastic.
1: Did you know it? Yeah. Seahawks played them during that streak, too. You ready for number 14? Who's ahead of the 2004 Patriots? Number 14, the 2014 Phoenix Mercury WNBA team.
2: Man, that team was on fire. They
1: they were. They set a WNBA record of 29 wins in the regular season in route to the third championship. Yeah, the only, they, they should change your How name. How many games do th- they play in the WMA? I don't know. Their record of 29 wins. 2002, Brazil is at 13. Okay. Uh, they trailed for team. only five minutes during this World Cup and in the final beat Germany 2-0 after Germany had conceded just one goal in the entire tournament to that point. Good for Brazil. The 2013 Seattle Seahawks fought at number 12. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most dominant defenses in history. The Seahawks D led league in points allowed, yards allowed, and takeaways. The first team to do so since 1985
2: Bears. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. Go Hawks. Because everyone knows the 1985 Bears.
1: Yeah. At 11, you have the 2013-2014 Real Madrid team. They outscored opponents 21-5 to five in the knockout stage alone. Shit. With Cristiano. Had 17 goals in 13 league matches. Very nice. He's still killing it. I know. Still killing it. 2000-2001 to 2001 Duke Blue Devils. They won all six NCAA tournament games by double figures, including a national semifinal in which Duke rallied from 22 points down to beat Maryland. Didn't know that. Me either. 2007-2008, um, Detroit Red Wings recorded a plus 31 goal differential in the 2008 playoffs, the best by any team since 1995. Yeah, I'm guessing that's pretty good.
2: I don't watch hockey, but that sounds good. Neither do I. At 8, you have the 2008
1: Florida Gators, led by Heisman Trophy winner. Tim Tebow. Florida's roster had 19 players eventually selected in the draft. Wow, that's almost their entire like starting offense. 22 on offense and defense, and
2: 19 got selected. Wow, (laughs) wow, yeah.
1: 2002, Los Angeles Sparks. They led the league in wins. Leslie was scoring. Finished the season with their second straight NBA crown. No team has won back to back title since. Hey man. Lisa Leslie, can't mess with her. The 2013-14 Connecticut Huskies women's rolled to a 40-0 record, outscoring opponents by more than 34 points per game and winning as many games by 50-plus points, C- eight, as by few. Can you just mess up my sentence? Can I, I tell I'm you sorry, this No,
2: that... no I, I'm going to take off the Connecticut woman from any list from now on. It's They're not impressive to me. I'm, let me tell you why. They lost last year. Well, first of all, they lost last year. And out of, like, if you go look at the top— No, this is why they are impressive. No, they're not impressive. Out of the top 10 recruits, they get the top 10 every year. Like, there's nothing impressive about that. They just get the top five. You're not impressed that they get the top 10 recruits? I'm impressed by the recruiting. Like, how does he recruit all the top five players every single year? No, he doesn't.
1: Look at this. Do you want another top—the top 20 recruits in the nation this year? Yes. Number one's going to Connecticut— Number five is going to Connecticut, and they have nobody else in the top. 10. Really? Okay, now I'm impressed. If that, but that team won't go on a hundred-game winning streak. In 2017, they had one recruit in the top 10, and th- three in the top 30. Okay. George is like, that's okay, maybe more, they're actually pretty yeah, good.
2: That's a little more impressive. I just thought they get all top five players. Have no yet. recruits
1: for they Well, then you have to remember you don't go one and done there, because they huh. <laughs> nobody goes one. And I done. know. That's what I'm saying. I know, but. They, they, I, I like looked this up before. They don't get like a lot. Okay,
2: see, so yeah, so I just assumed they did. That's why I wasn't impressed.
1: They usually do get like the number one player in the nation, but yeah. they will get like the twentieth, and then like the third. Okay, fair enough. And they are impressive. I'm the twenty sixteen Chicago Cubs led the league in wins and route to winning their first World Series since nineteen oh eight, snapping the longest World Series drought in Major League history. history. And that's number what five, five. Okay, that's about a good score. Uh, the two thousand twelve, two thousand thirteen Blackhawks. Um, recorded a point in the first 24 games of the season. All 21 right. wins, three shutout losses, the longest street to start a season. Now, that Hopefully, sounds great. But, like, the Cubs should be ahead of
2: them. Not just that. Like, <laughs> not okay, just la- that. like Sammy. Like, the Cubs. La- like, when we, if I told you who are the most dominant teams in the last 20 years, did you for one second think about the 2012 or 2013 Blackhawks for
1: even a half a second? No, but I don't watch hockey, so that's not fair.
2: I know, but that's fair because, like. No, should- if I
1: watch hockey, we. Probably
2: it should resonate in your head at least,
1: like right. If
2: they're that impressive, like the yes, red, no, but I think because the Red things. Wings. I remember when I was younger, I was like, oh yeah, the Red Wings win every year. The Red Wings are dominant. I didn't know the Blackhawks were dominant.
1: Well, I know the L.A. Kings are dominant. Cause they won like back to back, or two out of the last three in the last. Are one. they in this list? No. Okay. But, see. <laughs> no, but see, that's not because we don't know about the sport. I mean, yeah, that's I don't not, know. You gotta think about it. Like, okay, UConn women's everyone knows. Like, yeah, that. But, but like, you don't watch WNBA no, but, or you, women's but that basketball. Could have been the Sparks. Could be the Warriors of WNBA, and I'd still have no fucking idea.
2: Yeah, but the, neither the, would you, you. Don't watch women's basketball. You know about Connecticut.
1: But I actually do watch when they're in the championship games in college basketball. So that's
2: because but, but, but,
1: people talk. Okay, but nobody. Like, national media talks about Connecticut. For some reason, it, res- it you know why, well you with know, the media. You know why? Well, actually, th- there's a reason
2: behind this, I think. Where's Connecticut? ESPN. Yeah.
1: But still.
2: They're, they're, like, in ESPN's backyard.
1: Yeah, but not just that. It's also, like... I mean, where's ESPN,
2: Connecticut, Like Connecticut? Their
1: dominance either. is, like, a 20-year run, which makes it more... yeah. For men that maybe don't watch women's sports, makes it more like, oh, I really do know about yeah. this. If it's a two-year WNBA run, unless it's like a 10-year run, you might be like, I'm not even paying attention. Fair enough. Number two is the 2002-2003 Australian men's national team in cricket. That's another awesome one. one.
2: And number one? The New England Patriots that lost the Super Bowl? No. Come oh. on.
1: You should know this one. Number one? Yeah. Oh, the Golden State Warriors. Last year's Golden State Warriors. Yeah. They went 16-1 in the postseason, the best showing in a single NBA season ahead of the Lakers that went 15-1 and, and the 83 Sixers that went 12-1. Fair enough. Um, my only problem with this list, and everyone's going to say this is biased because it is, but <laughs> that <laughs> is. Heat team could fit fit in the top 20.
2: That, that Heat team
1: that won, definitely tw- that won 20.
2: 27 games in a row. And
1: won back-to-back championships. Yeah. This Warriors team didn't even win back-to-back championships. Yeah, it should be in the top five. Like
2: Somewhere Right the, the team that won The first championship For the Heat The year after they beat the Ma- Lost to the Mavericks That beat OKC Should be in the top five That was one of the most Dominant basketball teams Of our
1: lifetime Like tell me What's more dominant Number 14 The 2014 Phoenix Mercury Or the Miami Heat Of the two year stretch
2: <laughs> I mean the, the Mercury had that one girl That was good at basketball
1: They did And the Seahawks For example I love the Seahawks I'm from Seattle 2013 Seahawks Right mm-hmm. They won the Super Bowl That year and everything Like the Heat are probably, and they have a more famous guy in LeBron James. They're probably a more they, should be they, higher up that list. They should be, but I think they probably just didn't want to add another LeBron thing on a list. Well, like,
2: why not? They didn't, not one of LeBron's teams has been the most dominant in the last twenty years. Not one. And what what wins the cutoff? Twenty years, like the nineteen ninety eight Bulls didn't make this list.
1: Yeah, I think the or is that I think ninety eight ninety nine season was the last. So that didn't count. the oldest team is was it the Yankees at 1998 Yankees was the oldest team. Okay. Fair enough. That's right. All right. Well, Decade, anyway. decades, 10 years, right? Yeah. So it's the last two decades.
2: So unless, uh, some absolutely crazy thing happens tomorrow, we'll be only doing the list.
1: Marlene Davenport said, hello everyone. Have a blessed day. And Marlene,
2: you have a blessed it day as well. It is
1: national, uh, international. So oh, fuck, what is it? Something happiness day. It is international day of happiness. Ooh, fun. Um, so, and the first day of spring. So everyone, be happy. Um, Drink champagne. And, yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Drink champagne. It's sunny in Seattle, at least. Sunny um, Everett, Washington. Sunny Everett, Washington. It is sunny. Um, enjoy your beautiful day. And tomorrow, for real, we're just gonna go into this twenty top twenty list. And I'm just, uh, I had to let George know, like Brady is number twenty. And for example, we have guys. <laughs> there are. Guys like Mike Trout ahead of him. Oh, I'm not Mike gonna tell Trout. you where on the list. But I mean, Mike, what has Mike Trout done? Allison Felix is ahead of him. Oh,
2: Ale- I I don't even know who Allison Felix is. Lauren Jackson is who? ahead of. Who's Lauren Jackson?
1: Is she a singer? Player. Come on, she played for the for she, who? <laughs> I have she no played idea. For the uh, um, what's our team name? The Storm. Really? Yeah. Oh. Serena Williams. That's that's I bet th- that's one. fair. Marta. Martha Stewart? Marta, Women's soccer. She's on the list. 2007 World Cup, 7 Brazil versus United States. Marta, She's more dominant Marta than Tom Brady? I, I don't know how this dominant... Here, do you want me to read this to you? I'm going to read how this this thing works. No, no. Tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to read how this thing works, works. and then tomorrow okay. we're going to do ESPN's Dominant 20. When we see your Manning versus Brady debate and raise you Manning versus Tiger, and Tiger versus Serena, and Serena versus LeBron, yes. On this... ESPN, the magazine 20th anniversary, presents you a definitive 20 for 20. The most formidable, awe inspiring, downright dominant athletes of the past two decades in order, across boards, backed by foolproof math. Full without math. further ado, the dominance rankings. Um, let's see. In football, they use defensive adjusted yards above replacement, according to. I don't know, this is stupid. Okay, you ready? This is their methodology, and then tomorrow we'll do this. And i reread this methodology when tomorrow. we yeah. start the to show tomorrow. We and use it, our it, unpatented five-step five-step process to determine the most dominant athletes in the last 20 I'm years. I'm glad it's unpatented. We this first sucks. looked at the top league in every sport that has global annu- annual revenues of $100 million or more and for which there are reliable annual overall rankings or ratings of individual athletes for all or most of the past 20 years. Then, we rated sports athletes in each of the past 20 regular seasons by the best single performance metric available, adjusted these ratings to normalize athlete's score in each sport across time, narrowed our focus to the top four athletes each year in every sport, and then adjusted data again to put these players across sports on common baseline. Then, we added up the results to achieve this list, in which one Dominance share equals one standard deviation of performance by an athlete beyond the top four players in his or her Galaxy course. and beyond. For one season.
2: Cool. Tom Brady. Tom should not be at
1: 20, <laughs> at 20 Worst quarterback the guy. main point of this conversation. <sighs> and we'll talk about tomorrow. And you know what?
2: I might I might come up with my own top 20 tomorrow before looking at the list. Okay. And cross compare it.
1: I was last. Twenty years. 20 years.
2: Yeah. Since two thousand, I'm gonna go.
1: Okay, so like not, no, uh, no, like no Jordan. No Jordan, but like Kobe can be on that. Yeah, shit. Derek okay. Jeter. Okay. okay, but here's the question: hmm. How many women's sports do you put in there? Because I know you're a little biased.
2: Um, I'm gonna definitely have Serena Williams in there.
1: Okay, that's fair. Yep. Okay. Well, we'll be back tomorrow, and uh, tune in. What time tomorrow? Um, probably around 2 or 2.30. 2 2 check her in around 2 or 2.30. And if you do happen to miss it tomorrow or today or whenever, the link to our SoundCloud podcast is right there or iTunes. So check that out. Um, we'll be back tomorrow. Make sure to subscribe, review, and uh, we'll see you guys soon. We'll see you tomorrow. ESPN's most dominant list, and you'll get Sant Lives, George, and Sammy's. Most
3: dominant, dominant list.
2: list. And then I'll probably publish it on the website as well. All right. Peace. Peace.
3: Of course, the Lexus Golden Opportunity sales event is about exceptional offers, but it's also about advanced technology and a system designed to alert you coming together at the perfect moment. Lease the 2019 ES350 for three seventy nine a month for 36 months, and we'll make your first month's payment. Experience amazing at your Washington-area Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details that all customers will qualify. Offer valid in the Lexus eastern area only and in September 3rd, 2019 individual results may vary. When it comes to vein disease and those embarrassing painful varicose and spider veins, no one is immune. Just ask three-time beach volleyball gold medalist Misty May Trainer.
1: I was surprised to see I had vein disease. I didn't think I was old enough. I'm a working mom of three young ones and I still coach. I need my legs healthy and performing at their
3: best. That's when Misty went to Vein Clinics of America. The doctors of Vein Clinics of America specialize in the latest laser therapies and minimally invasive treatments.
1: It's like they turn back time. The veins they treated are completely gone and the procedure happens so fast
3: for over 35 years women and men have been enjoying healthy strong and youthful looking legs thanks to vein clinics of america like gold medalist misty may trainer vein clinics
1: of america work for me and they can work for you too.
3: call vein clinics of america now to see if you qualify for a free consultation most treatments are covered by insurance 800-307-4200 that's 800-307-4200 800-307-4200